This is Katadata Podcast, a crafted selection of audio content from katadata.co.id with deep insights and storytelling on Indonesia's current affairs, business, and social issues. Hello, I'm Gundi Chayadi and this is Off the Script, a podcast series for Katadata. Each week, I'll bring you an interview with policymakers, business leaders, and social figures in Indonesia on a range of topics such as economics and financial markets, business and the digital economy, as well as sustainability and social affairs. We hope that this program will be a window for you to embrace and understand Indonesia better. Hello and welcome to another episode of Off the Script with me, Gundi Chayadi. And my guest today needs no introduction. He was a well-known businessman before becoming a politician. And as the minister, Sandiaga Uno is now tasked to shake up Indonesia's cultural and knowledge industries. Welcome to the show, Mas Sandi. Thank you, Mas Gundi, uh, for inviting me in this very prestigious podcast. And it's really very delightful to talk about the recovery and also other interesting topics. Thank you, Masandi. And of course, thank you for taking time of your busy schedule to be with us today. Uh, Masandi, you know, the tourism sector was among the worst hit by the pandemic over the last two years or so. And your ministry obviously has a huge task uh, in front of you right now. But, you know, you are also well known to be one of those who had faced many adversities before, right? When you were still in business, when you are the deputy governor of Jakarta. Um, but is this perhaps the most challenging task in your life so far, Masandi? I would say it would rank one of the top challenges that I have faced. Obviously, one of the toughest challenges I endured in the early part of my career is when I lost my job, I was terminated uh, from my service uh, because of the Asian financial crisis in 1997, that's more than 25 years ago. Um, and since then, I actually, it was, um, it was an opening for me after I lost my job to start my business from just three employees, my, the business grew. And now it's one of the biggest uh, business group in Indonesia with employing more than 30,000 employees. Now in this portfolio, the portfolio of tourism and creative economy, uh, when I got the appointment uh, end of 2020, it was at the height of the pandemic. Exactly, yeah. It was very, very challenging time. And we subdivide the task to three key activities. First is to support the efforts to tame the pandemic impact uh, in terms of participating in vaccination, in terms of uh, certifications of uh, the tourism facilities, destinations, as well as creative economy centers uh, so that they are complying to the new certifications of cleanliness, health, safety and environmental sustainability. And the toughest 
part about the first six months, Masgundi, was that jobs were lost. And I experienced losing jobs. It's really, really tough. And people lost their livelihood, their income. People had to go back to their villages. People uh, basically have to undergo a severe economic hardship. And this is something that I could relate to. And uh, it was very tough uh, to handle. But um, thank God, fortunately, the country regroup very quickly. And then we are now ranked among the highest and best practice uh, achievers in terms of the recovery and pre uh, and during as well as post vaccination uh, handling the pandemic. So much so that I was invited to the United Nations uh, mid of this year to showcase what did we do in handling the pandemic and how we actually were able to turn around situations, find uh, programs that would be able to energize a sector such as tourism village and personalized, localized, customized, and smaller in size programs that is really helping the industry to recover. Yeah, yeah. You know, Masandi, inter- interesting. I mean, um, in terms of tourism industry, I guess uh, I want to know your perspective about what has changed before and after the pandemic. Uh, and you mentioned a few things there that's a uh, good potential for Indonesia going forward. I know for a fact, like ecotourism is now a, a trend in Indonesia. And Indonesia has, a lot, yeah, Indonesia has a lot of potential, right? That's correct. Um, how does the government, you know, explore and expand uh, this potential? If you could share some of your thoughts, yeah. Some of the trends I mentioned already: personalized, localized, and smaller in size. And other trend that we're seeing: the closer, the better. That's why domestic tourism really carry and have been doing the much of the heavy lifting. Um, we are ta- we were targeting uh, 550 million of domestic tourist movements. We actually uh, saw the numbers uh, actually 20 or 30 percent higher than target. So the closer the better. When people go staycations, they're closer to home. Uh, secondly, more res- responsibility. Sustainability have become key on the new revival of tourism with quality is a number one priority and sustainability as creating positive impact for the environment and local communities. Third is more privacy. People travel in small groups now. Nature, countryside, road trips are now emerging as popular choices. Due to mobility, tourists are now looking more and more for outdoor experience like ecotourism and affording mass tourism. And then when you talk about quality, people stay longer now. People have higher spending to support local economies. And this is the numbers that we are tracking. People stay longer, the expenses per trip becomes higher, and it actually helps the uh, sector recover. Now, what does the government do? First, we need to ensure 
that destinations improve their quality, where its competitiveness, make making tourism clean, safe, healthy, and also providing good experience and memories uh, and implementation of sustainable tourism. Second, revitalizing the industry. We need to encourage the industry to be nimble and flexible. The old way of doing business may no longer be applicable now. Large buffet, like in huge hotels where you waste food and uh, you know, are no longer the uh, the uh, the trend and the name of the game. We need to revitalize the industry to provide best service by adapting. And how the tourist uh, tourism has changed, the industry has also quickly adapted. Policy synergy, synchronize the policies all the way from the central government level to the village level terms of promoting tourism and travel. And this is why the prioritizations of the tourism industry have catapulted Indonesia's ranking in the World Economic Forum Travel Tourism Development Index past Malaysia, Vietnam, and Thailand. Wow, amazing, amazing. The, uh, fourth, event momentum. We're now leading this concept of called events-led recovery. We need to optimize national and international events as turning point for tourism, MotoGP, G20, and so on and so forth. And finally, accelerations. We call it Gercep, Gercepat. Because we need to activate and promote through channels that has not in the past become a primary option. We need to do market expansions using big data. And that's why I'm very interested always to get the new data from Katadata because we need to expand <laughs> the market. Yeah. We need to ex- accelerate the recovery, but we need to do it targeted and segmented. We cannot do carpet bombing like before when we do marketing, but we do digital marketing based on big data that we are gathering from stakeholders who provide, who kindly provide us with relevant data. Yeah, yeah. Great. I think, you know, I think talking about events and festival, I'll, I'll come back to that later on. But, you know, I think I really like this idea of uh, the closer, the better, right, uh, Masandi? I think it's not only the fact that Indonesia should explore domestic tourism much more, um, but also the closer, the better is so much more sustainable, right? Sustainable in terms of tourism. And, you know, I'm I'm a, a strong follower of your Instagram and thank you so much for visiting Pahawang Island. In, in recent ah, time, yeah, I'm, I'm a native of uh, Lampung, so you of know it's, it feels yeah, so, so it feels uh, it feels great, you know that you know, Lampung is in the focus, and I think uh, lots of people who live in Jakarta should should explore. You know why why do you need to travel two hours, three hours uh, in in a plane where you can travel to you know nearby provinces to sort of have very good uh, beaches, right? Very nice beaches. Yeah, and you know I'd like to. Thank the local government of Pesawaran who worked with us to make this Pahawang Culture Festival and uh, the Desa Wisata, which is tourism village of Pulau Pahawang, um, priority for their uh, development. And it's amazing. Uh, you wake up at um, 4, 4.30 in the morning, 
by five you leave Jakarta. You are at Bakahuni by seven thirty, and then an hour and a half later you are already there at Pulau Pahang. Such a beautiful place, and there is no uh, headache for uh, airfare in terms of <laughs> you have to yes. board an airplane. Exactly, exactly. Security, just go and enjoy and Pulau Pahang is amazing and the concept of community-based tourism is something that we are now uh, focusing as well as uh, the uh, marine tourism. Uh, Pahawang has a great um, underwater uh, attractions and you have the Nemo's there, you have, uh, well, basically our ministry is now focusing on tourism village. Why? Because last year during the pandemic, it actually increased in terms of numbers of arrivals and visitors up by 30%. And it's, it is actually hitting on all sustainable development goals. Target. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, we are uh, double, uh, uh, double down. Uh, we're doubling down on this uh, tourism village concept. And we believe that empowerment of the small medium enterprises, we need to empower the local leaders and also local creative economy products, culinary. Oh, the yeah. seafood is so great yeah. in Pahawa. Um, <laughs> You're making me hungry, Masandi. <laughs> and mice activities could also be done on destinations. Yeah, yeah. And this is something that uh, we're developing also the uh, human capital yeah. within yes. the areas to support tourism. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, uh, talking about new destinations. I mean, in the last I don't know five to eight years, uh, we always talk about the notion of ten new Bali's. You know, to, to to boost tourism in Indonesia, and obviously some some places have become hot tourist destination. Masandi, Mandalika, Labuan Bajo, to name a couple. But how about other places? You know, uh, the less known in Indonesia, uh, maybe Wakatobi, Danau Toba. Um, what are the strategies and, and the formula to sort of encourage tourism investment uh, in these places? Well, we have five super priority destinations, Danau Toba. We have the authority body uh, that basically support the um, uh, incentives for uh, investments in the tourism and creative economy sectors. Um, we call it Badan Otorita uh, Danau Toba. And then in Borobudur, we have also the uh, Badan Otorita Borobudur. Mm-hmm. And in Labuan Bajo Flores, we uh, have the Badan Otorita Labuan Bajo Flores. Labuan Bajo. Yeah. Their focus is to coordinate policies and to execute in terms of uh, implementa- implementations of programs to support the accessibilities, attractions, and amenities in those uh, three super priority destinations. In terms of the other two super priority destinations, Mandalika has a special economic zones, uh, which is uh, led by ITDC, Indonesia Tourism Development Corporations. And also in Likupang, there's a special economic zone that is led by private sectors. So the single authority management for these five super priority destinations will increase the competitiveness and will not only attract 
domestic tourists, but also international tourists. Now, the other five, uh, including Belitung, uh, Anjung Lesung, um, Bromo Tengger Semeru, Wakatobi, and Moratai have um, long been uh, uh, pretty much uh, driven by private sectors. And we are also implementing an eco-tourism uh, uh, approach so that uh, these uh, super priority and priority destinations will have uh, the benefit for local communities. And for instance, Pulau Pahawang. 20 years ago, Pulau Pahawang is mainly uh, uh, farming mm -hmm. and uh, the fishing communities. Fishing communities, yes. For fishermen. And they are struggling. Mm -hmm. Now, since the uh, tourism came, Mm -hmm. uh, not too long ago, the communities built um, a very strong, uh, cohesive partnership between the farming community and the fishing community and the tourism communities. So I uh, met Pa, uh, we call him um, one of the key uh, leaders of uh, Desa Wisata, Pok Darwis. They said that, well, actually nature and culture emerge as top two destinations, but who benefit? The farming community benefit, the fishing community benefit, and tourism actually transform uh, the um, livelihood of these people. And uh, I, I interviewed them also. Uh, I created content, as you know, I, um, we're creating content to promote the areas. And what, what what they're saying is that since tourism arrived, it actually improved the livelihood of the people and they will be seeking higher educations and better health facilities. So all in all, I think the concept of uh, the super priority destinations as well as the tourism village will catapult Indonesia, uh, strive to become the fifth largest economy by 2045. And our aim, our target to create 1.1 million new jobs, better quality jobs this year and 4.4 million new jobs, better quality jobs by 2024. Yeah, yeah. Thank, th thank you for that, Masandi. Um, and I, I want to come back to the festivals, you know, talking about events and festivals. And obviously, um, Indonesia held very successful Mandalika MotoGP in 2022 in, in March. And Indonesia also going to have a very big event coming in November, uh, the G20 Summit in, in Bali. And this sort of reminds me that the fact that festival events, they are very, very uh, interesting and, and, and important to sort of generate investment to speed up growth, right? Uh, I just want to know about your ideas about other festivals in Indonesia in the future, Masandi. You know, any exciting, other exciting festivals that are perhaps in your mind, in the offing for Indonesia going forward? I think uh, learning how Mandalika MotoGP in 2022 create more than 5 trillion rupiah worth of economic impact and with almost 4 trillion direct impact on investments, development, operations, and uh, visitor spending, actually uh, the West Nusa Tenggara a province was able 
to grow its economy by 7.76%. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Higher, much higher than the national yeah. um, economic figure of around growth of around 5% uh, in the same period. So we, we think Barcelona is doing it. Hong Kong is doing it. Singapore is doing it. And the attraction is definitely nature and culture. Now, how do we create events, MICE events, that will also um, propel the tourism-related business such as food and drinks, accommodations, transportations, and warehousing, as well as sea, air, transportation services? The obvious must be Bali, because Bali has the facilities. Therefore, we created uh, World Tourism Day, and we were so... Um, Fortunate that UNWTO, United Nations World Tourism Organization, selected Bali as the venue for this year World Tourism Day. So um, we're very excited. And G20, definitely in November. But in October, we will have World Conference on Creative Economy. Hmm. Uh, hmm. That's pretty much uh, going to showcase the best of the best in creative economy from the world to Bali. Uh, now, it's not just Bali. Uh, Lake Toba, last, next year, learning from the experience of uh, Mandalika, we're going to have F1, H2O in, um, uh, in Lake Toba. It's basically Formula One on the water that we will uh, hope to have it in the first half of 2023. Jogjakarta or Borobudur will be the host of ASEAN uh, Travel Facts, one of the key uh, events for the ASEAN Travel Forum, which Indonesia, Indonesia will be uh, heading the summit in 2023. Labuan Bajo will be the host of ASEAN Summit. And Likupang, we're going to uh, create also the uh, event for diving and ecotourism. And other than that, world class event, uh, we're bidding like uh, the water, uh, World Water Forum uh, will be in Bali in 2024. Uh, we're also bidding for F1 to be in Bintan. Uh, and this events led uh, recovery, we believe, uh, will be a key in terms of uh, our collaborations uh, with stakeholders to revive uh, the tourism, not only in terms of quantity, but quality of the tourists coming to Indonesia, so that our target to contribute 5% of our GDP from tourism sector and 10% from the creative economy sectors will be achieved uh, before 2021, yeah. before 2025. Oh. Amazing, amazing. And, and of course, you know, I'll definitely be so excited to check out some of these events and you know, I'd like to invite uh, the listeners also to please support these events. I think they are great running from the experience of the MotoGP in Mandalika back in March. Um, Masandi, I want to shift a little bit about creative economy. You know, you, you talk a little bit about creative economy. And, and in recent time, you made a very interesting comment, right? They went viral in Indonesia about how young Indonesians should perhaps listen less to K-pop, watch less of Korean drama, and switch more to, you know, Sundanese drama, maybe, and Indonesian dangdut. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, about music. And I think 
I have no doubt, you know, industry have no doubt that the talent is there, right? Indonesia, talent in Indonesian music is, is huge. But what do you think we can do more, you know, to make Indonesian singers and songs more popular among the youth? And how do we bring this international, Masandi? Um, well, you are an economist. You are a banker. Um, Mas Gundi would definitely agree with me. It's always supply and demand. Supply, we do have the supply, although we need to work with the creative workers to improve the supplies, the delivery, uh, and uh, making sure that it uh, actually, according to what uh, we call it kakinian, or meaning that it's relevant to uh, of uh, the millennials and Gen Z. Second is the demand, because we believe the demand is there. We are the um, uh, one of the largest digital economy in Asia and the highest digital economy in ASEAN. And by 2025, $150 billion uh, worth of digital economy uh, would would be uh, available in Indonesia. Now, when you uh, actually stimulate uh, the supply, you need also to educate uh, on the demand yeah. side. Yeah. So it's not only supply driven, but it's, it will be met by the increase in demand. Uh, therefore, the profiling of uh, the, they have K-pop, we have D-pop, you know, Dangdut. Uh, which is actually nice for you to dance with and I'm, I'm, I'm telling everybody, hey, even the big bosses uh, is uh, uh, moving and jiving on Dangdut Koplo and Pajokowi with the Ojo di Banding Banding K. This was during the, the celebration of the National uh, of the celebration. Independence Day. Yeah. So you see people on the top of the leadership of the country enjoys the music and why you should not you should uh you should be enjoying this type of music too listen a little bit and then you will get a, a good hook into it and once the demand is there once the content is there then the supply will also get improved same like uh products culinary i kept on telling people hey focus on uh the uh experiencing the local culinary so that they can improve because once you give feedback people will improve and that's how uh, i guess with now with technology and digital with reviews by food vlogger uh, with uh, youtube content creator you'll be able to increase the quality of your food so profiling promotions and advocating i'm pushing uh, destinations, uh, tourism destinations to have their creative economy products. We are number three in the world now. We are only third after America. They have Hollywood, they have country music, they have Nashville, they have... Um, um, they have jazz, they have R&B. They have jazz, they have R&B. Korea is now number two because Korea have been able to focus the right policy so that they have Korean dramas, they have K-pop, they have the Parasites, they have the Squid Game. Indonesia have the chance now. We are good at some uh, genre on this creative economy. 
let's say Dangdut, we're definitely a winner. It has beat, it has um, uh, enthusiasm, it has the energy. Horror movies, we're definitely one of the best in the world when it comes to horror movies. So let's focus on our strengths. Let's get our audience excited about the uh, potential. And that's what the ministry is trying to do. And I, I know from day one that it will be very controversial when I say it, but it at least uh, put it no, I, I think I think it's a, you know it's like a wake up call that that we should embrace our uh, local content, right? We should support. Right. I have, I have nothing Masgundi about uh, good Hollywood products. You know, yeah, I exactly. I enjoy yeah. every yeah. now and then. But why not? Because I see uh, in Netflix the top ten, uh, basically seven Korean uh, top <laughs> ten watch most watched by Indonesian uh, two from uh, Hollywood and only one <laughs> if there is any in that particular day yeah, yeah. so we need to change that narrative Masandi you know talking about Netflix about movies horror movies and all that I'm I'm a big fan of the cinema I just want to you know get your thoughts about Indonesian movies I don't know if you have watched something recently that really caught your attention you really enjoyed it so much uh, could you share um, the two top performers are unfortunately horror movies. I I supported them, but uh, because my wife has not been around, she loves horror movies. <laughs> uh, I normally go horror movies with her, but she has not been around, so I have not watched uh, the Pengabdi Setan Two Communion and Pakaian di Desa But I watch Ngeri Ngeri Sedap. Okay, okay, yes. That's yes. really what we need to produce more. Yeah, Basically, yeah. it's about, we call it, you have Drakor, now it's Drabat, Dramabat, Dramabat, <laughs> whereby you showcase Danau Toba. It's so beautiful. You showcase the local music, the local food, and that's the type of music, the local, uh, I guess, culture, uh, the type of uh, movies that we need yeah. more. Uh, yeah. This is This is... Of course, Ngering up sort of like showcase the, the problems in the Batak family, the typical uh, family relationship. I think, I think it's great to sort of, you know, show, showcase that culture to the, to the audience. Right? And we will have soon Dralam, Drama mm. Lampung. Yeah, yeah. You know, or Drampung, you know. <laughs> Drama Lampung. Yeah, and, yeah. and we need to populate uh, the uh, ecosystem with more local contents. That's why we just signed some agreements with uh, the streaming big groups to um, have uh, more local contents uh, all the way to 2024. Yeah. But, you know, I, I must say that Indonesian cinema has improved so much in recent years. And I think the talent is deep. The young filmmakers have become so much more daring to experiment, right, uh, Masandi? That I think it's like you said, it's a great potential for Indonesia going forward. And I don't know. I mean, personally, I, I always think that, you know, is it possible? Is it, is it not, too, not too, too much to ask to sort of, let's make it a target, Masandi, that to have an Indonesian film running, if not winning the best foreign film in, in the Oscars. You know, I, I think we, we should make it a target. Yeah, definitely. I said this uh, maybe... 10 years ago when I was vice chairman of the Indonesian Chamber of Commerce and Industry, handling the creative economy, I said, 
we should aim by uh, 20, uh, at that time 2020, but uh, we passed it. Uh, uh, but now I'm calling by 2025, we will uh, be able to grab an award at the Oscar. And then I spoke with Mas Nadim, another uh, big supporter of Indonesian uh, film productions, that not only um, film, but music, we we should be uh, aiming to win a, a Grammy award uh, because we are one of the largest uh, music uh, and film market uh, in the world. And the, the likes of, uh, I named several, Spotify, Netflix, Disney, Amazon Prime is going to come here soon. You see the advertisement already. And we need to dictate what type of content by not by government regulations, but by preference of the market. So that's why I keep on telling that, hey, try to enjoy. It's actually very nice. Uh, and once they try it, yeah, it's good. Because in the past, you're not actually would be considered flashy or fashionable if you don't use foreign brands, if you don't uh, eat foreign foods, if you don't listen to foreign music, if you don't list, uh, watch foreign movies. But now uh, it's it's shifted. And we have good quality of local creative economy products and we should support it. And once you try it, and once you make it a habit, we already have it in fashion. I think culinary, we're getting there. It's only about time that the movies and music will reach to the world level. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think your comment about watching less Korean uh, drama and, and listening to less of K-pop, that's a very strong message to Indonesians to embrace, right? To create that demand because only with that demand, uh, it's going to be so much easier, Masandi, to bring Indonesian films, to bring Indonesian songs uh, to overseas. Spot on. And once you're able to be champion in your local market, then it's easier for you to reach uh, to the outside world. But how do you reach to the outside world when you in your home market is also <laughs> not being considered as exactly. uh, the primary choices? Yeah, and this yeah. is what I'm, I'm trying to drive. Yeah. Uh, hopefully with the help of the audience, the millennials and the Gen Zs are, um, you know, I'm placing a lot of optimism and hope in them because they are the most agile, the most creative and the most curious. So once we, uh, you know, my, my second daughter loves uh, electronic dance music. So I asked uh, her to listen to some of Indonesia's best DJ. And she said, wow, this is actually world class. And yes, some of Indonesia's best DJs are touring the United States and making headline around the world. So yes, let's support them. And hopefully we could uh, provide some of the world champion from this creative economy subcategories. Yeah. Masandi, you know, I, I wish we had more time, but uh, you, you are busy with lots of things happening. You know, I, I'm sure you I'm sure you did that. But, you know, I, I realized after chatting with you that despite the, the huge challenges that come with the job, the events, the creative economy challenges, everything else, it's actually a very diverse and uh, looks very exciting portfolio uh, as a minister. 
Um, my question then, you know, my my last question is really uh, two years from now, when when your term is up, and when you look back at this uh, life that you had had since 2020, what do you think you will miss the most from this current role as minister? I would miss the people, because the people drive the sectors. We always focus on numbers, datas, but there are people behind numbers. There are people behind datas. And this is the people that I want to embrace and I want to touch personally uh, from the bottom of my heart that the government really do care uh, uh, for their livelihood, their empowerment. And we want to provide them solutions so that they could not only start up their business, but scale up and they could uh, improve their livelihood. They could have better economies, they have better jobs. They could handle the rising prices that is giving them a headache yeah. today. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I would really miss the people. I would, I would really, uh, you know, these are some of the most optimistic bunch of people I've ever met in my career. And truly, uh, I, I'm, I'm very blessed. Uh, Uh, full of gratitude that I and I thank Pak Jokowi to uh, to actually appoint me uh, uh, in this portfolio. Some actually ridicule, including some of my uh, professional colleagues and some politicians. That's like a a portfolio that is you're not going anywhere with that portfolio. It's a doom portfolio. But when I had the conversations with Pak Jokowi. Uh, he was telling me on, his, on the day one I just got uh, appointed that I know you can handle it. This is tough portfolio, but I know you can handle it. So that gave me strength. Uh, and today we're uh, in the midst of the recovery and we really need the, all the help uh, that we can have to make sure the sectors recover, not just recover stronger and recover together but recover better better yeah thank thank you for that masandi i guess you know the human element in in the efforts to sort of improve the life in the community that tourism and creative economy really is is very close to the community and and i think um you know you are doing a good job and uh, you know we at katadata really support and we really like what you are doing um like i said i'm a big fan of your instagram continue to create uh, a good content in there you know and and hopefully um the the millennials and the the gen z will will be uh, more open to embrace domestic tourism more open to embrace uh, the creative economy in indonesia um before i end it any any last um you know sort of advice or and, and whatnot that, that you would want to to talk to to, to say well, to our listeners yeah we um we really want your feedback Uh, we need real-time data because uh, the sectors are very, very moving so fast that the ministry have to think like startups. How do we uh, respond to some of the changes that we're seeing in the market, some of uh, changes in the destinations, some of the technology aspect of a creative economy? And definitely we need to have more innovations, more adaptations and collaborations. And with that, I 
would like to end by thanking Katadata. You have always um, a place in uh, our creative uh, economy and tourism ministry for um, a feedback. Uh, and I really appreciate the collaborations that we have had. So thank you very much. Thank you a lot, Masandi. And um, that wraps up my conversation with Sandiaga Uno, Minister of Tourism and Creative Economy for Indonesia. Nice having you around and hopefully we get a chance to, to talk again and to talk about you know, uh, the movies that will make it happen 2025. I'm, I'm holding that, that promise. Thank you, Masandi. Thank you. Bye-bye, Mas Gundi. Bye-bye. I'm your host, Gundi Chayadi. Thank you for listening of the script podcast from Katadata. You can listen Katadata podcast on our website katadata.co.id, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and even Katadata Indonesia YouTube channel.